Welcome, everybody, once more to the Stephanie Gately Show. This is our regular season recap edition. My name is James Cargan. We are joined, of course, by head coach of the Fordham Rams, Stephanie Gately. And, Coach, this has been quite the interesting season. (laughs) Topped off by the LaSalle game the other night, and I just want to get to that one first. How did you guys pull through that one? And take us through Jamaris and Hannah's shots. Oh, geez. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I, I had to pinch myself when I got home. My husband's like, get in the car quick so we can get out of here with a win. <laughs> um, you know, as far as G-Shot, we had three different options off that out-of-bounds play. The first option was to Anna, just in case they um, gave that layup up, which she actually was open. But um, the second option was G. And then the third option is if the inbounders defender took away G to see Kate on the pitch. But uh, G did a great job keeping her head and staying poised on that shot. I actually thought she got hit on the shot as well. Um, so not only should the best been good, I thought we could have been going to the line. But, you know, I'm not going to be greedy in that situation. As far as Hannah's shot in the first overtime, um, I didn't like the way the set was going. So I called the timeout. The timeout gave us the opportunity to get Hannah back in the game. I laughed because it was actually a look my son gave me from the Spurs. It's a hammer play, and uh, my husband sent him the clip to show him, you know, the play, and we and the kids executed to perfection. Danielle Burns made a great pass, you know, um, and I thought that Kate did a great job setting a great back screen to get Hannah a shot, and Hannah came off the bench cold but was hot when she needed to be. What does it say about your team that you came back from two scenarios with your backs against the wall just seconds away from losing? Well, you know, I challenged them at halftime. I said, listen, are, are, we, are we intimidated? Are we scared? I mean, what's the problem? Because we scored two points in the second quarter. I said, you know what, let's go right at them. Let's be aggressive. I thought we did a great job responding in the third quarter. We, we got the lead back within a few minutes each possession. I thought we did a great job executing offensively. And uh, I challenged them. I said, good teams win at home, great teams win on the road. And we've struggled to win on the road. Let's figure it out because if we're going to win a championship, it's not going to be at home. Has anything surprised you? this season from what you've gotten out of your team? I'm surprised, not surprised, but pleasantly pleased with the resiliency because we've obviously had some adversity come our way with, you know, both transfers not being on the team anymore and, you know, just little hiccups that come out, come throughout the season and and being able to overcome that, even though we expected both those kids to be major players for us, we've been able to overcome those, both those situations with different kids stepping up and rising to the occasion. So, I was really, really proud of Danielle Burns in this game. She stepped up. Hannah stepped up to a big shot, and I thought Anna Kelly came off the bench and did some great things for us. And since we're looking at the entire regular season, let's talk about the players that have stepped up. Which player in your mind do you think really took to heart that they needed to improve in the off season, got the job done, and have flourished here in 2017? Well, one of the hardest I've been on is Jameer's Davis because G probably – is definitely the most improved. I, I obviously think she's one of the most improved in the conference, just statistically and everything speaking. But I'm hard on her because I think there's so much more she can do. Like, I think she could be a defensive player of the year candidate. I think she has the ability to do that. Not kids all, not all kids have the ability to do that. G does. 
um, as evidenced by her defensive rebounding and being one of the tops in the nation. She obviously is a presence on that end. I think she could pick up more on the offensive end. So obviously I'm greedy because I, I think she's capable of doing those things. I think she's a special player that has the opportunity to leave her mark on Fordham women's basketball. So I'll continue to challenge her. But I think she has a lot to do with our success this season. One player I want to focus on in terms of improvement is Lauren Holden. Lauren, last season, started most games at point guard, took some lumps here and there, but this season I think has really stepped up in an improvement with the ball handling, with the turnovers. Have you seen the same thing? Absolutely. I, I just think Lauren is such a worker and such a student of the game. And, you know, it took her a year to get adjusted because in high school she was, you know, New Jersey's second leading scorer, in, you know, in the state. And so she went from being a scoring point guard with a ball being in her hands all the time to having to be somebody to now distribute the ball but also now make good decisions, don't force shots. And I think it took her a year to figure that out, but she's such a coachable kid. She wants to be the best she can be. She wants to be challenged every day. In fact, Bree Cavanaugh challenges her every single day, and Lauren just says, keep fouling me, keep working me, make me better, you know. <laughs> and that says a lot about why Lauren continues to improve. A lot of wars in practice, of course. And let's talk about, you know, we came into this season, uh, the preseason show, seems so long ago we talked about all the newcomers to this team Mary Golding Anna Kelly Kate Chrislina and they all seem to have played a big role what do you think attributes to the quick adjustment that all three of those players made this year it's a combination of a few things I think it has to be the kids being committed to what to what our program is you know there's a certain way we play and and you've got to buy in and so there is a process involved um I think every all of the newcomers have, have stepped up at different times to give us, you know, a big, big shot in the arm at different times. And, you know, Mary's obviously stepped into the lineup and done some really nice things. She's kind of that X factor for us. Anna, on any given day, can be a major spark. And, and Kate, as any typical freshman, has been a little up and down. But, I mean, we've seen, you know, flashes of brilliance from her. So I just think most of them are, are typical of newcomers, but I think they've overall done a very, very nice job. I want to talk about the three seniors, two of which will be joining us later on on the show. The three seniors, of course, uh, Danielle Burns, Danielle Padovano, and Hannah Misery. This is the last A-10 tournament for them coming up, and this is the last group of players that are on the wall behind both of us here, winning the Atlantic 10 championship in 2014. What is their mindset going into the postseason? Do it again. You know, let's do it again. I think once you do that as a freshman and that's all you know, that's all you want. And so I think for them, I think I've, I have been really hard on this group because I feel we have the ability to, to, do, to do it again. And so I haven't taken my foot off the pedal, and I've really, really gotten on them about making sure they lead that way. Um, they're a terrific group of kids. The character of those kids is outstanding. They're, you know, when you say class, I mean, they really epitomize class. I mean, they're the true st- typical student athlete we say that 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 phrase so easily student athlete but they really do typify the outstanding student athlete with all all three of them going to be leaving here with their masters absolutely great representations of this program and when you look at this is your how many eight ten tournaments is this for you now Oh, <laughs> that's right richmond was richmond was in the caa when i was there so it okay would be, this was 16th okay wow my goodness and you're a Closing in on the all-time, becoming the all-time leading Atlantic 10 winningest coach. 
So when it comes to the Atlantic 10 tournament, what needs what is the secret uh, to winning all these games in all these days in a venue that you haven't played in at all this season? It's a combination of you got to be playing well at the right time and I think we're doing that so we can check that off. You got to have some luck. Okay? Uh you got to be free of injury. Um so it's it's really a combination of a lot of things. I mean, you know, with the new, you know, scenario we have with Atlantic 10 hosting that first round game, if you win that, you go down to Richmond. You got to put three games in, you know, back to back. It's a lot of work. And we talked about that the other day. I was talking to my husband about it, about, hey, when we did that, I mean, it was, um, you know, when we played on that Sunday to beat Dayton, not only were we playing an 11 o'clock game, but it was daylight savings. So now we lost another hour. So now you're playing <laughs> at 10 in the morning for a championship. And we had just gotten done playing a four o'clock game the day before. So you're mentally and physically at, at exhausted. So to be able to put three games together, I think you have to be have to be equipped to be able to run the table with a little bit of luck um, and playing well at the right time. And one last question, the game that I forgot to mention was the la- the latest game against Dayton this past weekend. Senior day, great atmosphere televised game what was that the best performance that your team put together this season I think it was I, I mean it was I, I think the two other ones that come to mind are Duquesne and, and uh, probably Richmond because I just thought that we were laser locked on defense and we just come off that Davidson loss where we were really disappointed in the effort not necessarily I don't get so upset about outcomes it's more about the effort you know if we play the right way I think winning takes care of itself but you know, I thought against Dayton we played the right way. I thought we were locked in defensively. I thought we gave up the shots that we dictated that we wanted to give up, and we were able to make our shots. And when you make shots and play good defense, chances are you're going to be on the right end of things. And Coach Gately, we will have you back later on in the show, but coming right up right now, we are going to have two of the three seniors on this Fordham Rams side, Hannah Misery and Danielle Burns. Stay with us. And we are back on the Stephanie Gately show with our two, what seems like, house guests, <laughs> Hannah Misery and Danielle Burns. How is your blood pressure after the LaSalle game? Oh, my God. I, it was crazy. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> it was very stressful watching, but, I mean, we stayed composed, and it was really impressive. I was really happy with how we played. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was very intense, um, crazy, but, I mean, that's how, how we like it. <laughs> Hannah, take me through your shot in overtime. Um, well, I, I sat out the entire first overtime. Um, so when there was about 10, 13 seconds left, coach subs me in, and we needed a three to tie it. So I'm just standing there stretching, trying to warm up. <laughs> and we ran our favorite play, shuffle three which has worked many times before. We act- yeah. It worked at St. Joe's the one time. And um, I just got in there. Burns found me. Perfect connection. And I just let it fly. <laughs> That's what you've done more times than yep. anyone else in Fordham <laughs> history. So now it's playoff time. It's time for the Atlantic 10 tournament. How focused are you guys going in? Um, we're very focused. Um we know how intense practice has to be in order for us to um, perform well in game time, um, but we know it's one and done now. Um, so we're just going out there and fighting like every game is our last. Well, because it may be. Even though you probably will be in the NIT if you 
don't win the game. So let's take back. Let's take a trip down memory lane to the last game against Davidson. You had a lead in the fourth quarter. It didn't come through. What do you look to change from that performance to the game this Sunday? Um, I mean, it's Davidson. We can't really see a name on the jersey, you know, and we know we have to come out strong. We know we can beat them. We beat them once at home earlier in the year. Um, but we just have to stay focused. I mean, it could be possibly our last game at home, and we always play better at home, so it's just the same outlook as any other game. Yeah, um, pretty much what Hannah said. We have to come focused. Um, we weren't focused um, the last time we were at their place. Um, and even the game that we played here, we weren't as focused. Um, I think we gave up a lot of points. Um, so defensively, we have to be ready um, for anything, no matter what happens. Now, talking about this new Atlantic 10 format, I know Coach Gately is not exactly a fan of the new format, but you do get an extra game at home. You get an opponent that you've split with during the regular season at home as opposed to a venue where you have not played yet before, the Richmond Coliseum. Are you guys happy with the new format and getting a new uh, an extra home game? Um, I don't think it really makes a difference for us. I mean, we do love playing at home. We have a very good record at home, and we just love our, our atmosphere and our crowd. So I guess it could be an advantage for us, and then we just have to turn it up when we get down to Richmond. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as Santa said, um, <laughs> I mean – no, it doesn't matter who we're playing or where we're playing. We just have to come ready at all times. Um, so, I mean, having a home game, another home game, another last time that we're actually here playing at home um, will be a good way um, to go out. Now, you guys and Daniel Padovano are the last group of players that was on that wall behind you winning the Atlantic 10 tournament back in 2014. What would it mean to do it again? It would mean everything. I mean, coming in that way and leaving that way. I mean, we know what it takes to get there. Um, it was our freshman year, you know. It was kind of the first time around, but we know what it takes. Um, a lot of focus, effort, and it's tournament time. It's just one and done, so you have to kind of have that attitude and leave everything out there. Uh, yeah, it'll be full circle. <laughs> it was such an honor to be a part of that team um, and knowing that we're the last ones. Um to be the last ones here and then go out the same way would be such a great memory. Now, since this is basically it, you guys are seniors, has it hit you yet that this that the season and the well, the season that it's about to be coming to a close potentially? Has it hit you yet that the your time in a Fordham jersey might be coming to an end? Try not to think about it. I mean, senior day kind of hit me, you know, like just being in our teammates' position, just watching the seniors being honored and like having their last kind of hurrah, and that's us this time. Um, but trying not to, we're trying to put that to the side right now, you know, trying to get this eight ten championship like we all came here for. So hopefully, it won't be coming to an end just yet. And one quick, and I want to go take it back to the senior day game against Dayton. It was basically the perfect storm. What clicked for you guys in that game? Um, defense. <laughs> I think that's what started it. Um, we came out. We had a great practice the day before. Um, it was really intense, and we were um, on on top of everything. We were helping off of people that we needed help off of. We were um, getting out on shooters, um, and it translated in the game. Um, offense also helped, too. <laughs> <It> helps. <laughs> well, the offense and defense are kind of big parts of the game, of course. Beating the 
beating the first place team like that, in, even though it was just in your home building, the A-10 tournament is at a neutral site, but beating the first place team in the conference like that, how much confidence does that give you guys heading into the tournament? A lot. We kind of have this mentality right now that we can beat anyone. I mean, just looking at the standings right now, we beat two teams that are ranked ahead of us, um, St. Joe's and Dayton. So we know no one can come in our way. We can beat anyone on any given day, and that only constant is defense. We have to bring the defense every time. What do you guys look forward to most about the Richmond trip other than actually playing the games? Other than maybe Danielle Burns having a bit of a trip home. Um, I think I look forward to the memories. Um, we've been there four years um, before, um, and this is our last time. So to make the most of it and make some good more, more uh, good memories will be um, really nice. I don't want to play Dora the Explorer here, but I must ask, since the regular season is over, what were your guys' best moments of the regular season this year? I mean, ending our regular season like that was amazing. <laughs> that was a great finish. Um, I think we both can kind of say that. But I don't know. There was just a lot of ups and downs this year. Danielle, I think I know what yours is. What? The shot against Albany. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like the, the double two, overtime. I was gonna game. say like the two double overtime games yeah. that came to mind. Those but. are very intense games. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Right on the spot. Yeah, I should have. I think they're the last game, and then Albany are probably yeah, the close those tie. Were those are fun. Those were two. The Albany game was the highlight. Was a big highlight for me as well. And what do you look forward to beyond in looking toward the Atlantic Ten tournament and, and beyond the postseason? I mean, it's exciting. You know, uh, this is our fourth time doing this, and then I mean, everyone else kind of knows that it's just one and done. So leaving everything out there and then playing back-to-back days, like, it's just a lot of fun, you know, kind of brings us back to, like, <laughs> AAU when we used to play all the time, you know, and, like, it's just you leave it all out there and whoever's the toughest team is going to sur- survive in advance. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Good luck on Sunday and possibly beyond. I know I will be there for Sunday and if it, and hopefully the Richmond trip. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm back here with Coach Gately, and it's now time to take a look at the upcoming Atlantic 10 tournament. This Sunday, you guys will be going toe-to-toe with the Davidson Wildcats, and you guys fell to the Davidson Wildcats in your previous meeting down in North Carolina. What do you look for to do differently in this Sunday's game? To put a full game together. I mean, when we played them here, I don't think we played very good defense, but we fortunately we were lucky to shoot the ball well. When we played down there, I just thought we were inept offensively, and you know, and I think we struggled with that. We had some really bad turnovers, and had that game in check and gave it away. Um, and they're a dangerous team because I think they're very talented. Um, Justine Line is is one now one of the top scorers in the conference after um, one of their players has been out, you know, uh, from an injury. So you know, she stepped up for them. So with Lat. Mackenzie Lapp being out, Justine Line has stepped up. And so, that, you know, a lot of these kids are gaining confidence. And uh, when you're at this time of year, anything goes, you know. So, obviously, we're playing at home. But at the same time, we got to be playing the right way. And, of course, the new format this year with the home game. You have, you have uh, spoken out against 
that new format. But now that it's here, are you glad? Are you sort of glad that you're playing this game at home against a t- an opponent that you've lost to already this season on the road? I mean, of course, you love getting that home game. You know, it's just you know little things you have to iron out. My my concern is always there's such a gap between games, and also. You know, like just little details we're working out that, you know, you can't run your highlight tape if if they don't have a highlight tape. And it just if it's our home game and we've earned the home game, we should treat it like a home game then, you know. So I understand it's the conference tournament, but, you know, there should be some benefits to the fact that you've earned that right to host that that game. Um, So there's some things I think that need to be ironed out. I mean, obviously, there's some pluses to this format, but. You know, from my end, I've always been a big believer having everything, everyone at once, like similar to what the men do, going all going to Pittsburgh. I've always been a big believer in that. So I don't think I'm going to be one that um, kind of shies away from that opinion. Yeah, I did not know about that highlight tape rule. That that seems uh, pretty archaic, mm-hmm. if you ask, if you ask me. But is it not? Is it? I want to say, is it not almost a bit easier? Is if you were to win that game, if you were to go uh, down to Richmond and play one less extra game because if you had played, if this were that format, you'd be playing the four games in four or five days. Would this be more of an advantage for you if you do win to play fewer games there? I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, you can shake it out ten different ways. I mean, obviously there's an advantage in having that rest period. Um, But then you also look at it as like, you know, do you, you know, if you're the fans of the program, do you make flights? And then what happens if you don't win? You cancel the flights. And what happens if you upset and then you got to make flights? And so there's the travel, there's a travel part of it as well, you know. So there is, you know, give and take in the whole in the whole process. It's just because we've had to really bunch a lot of games in early and finish a week early. I'm not a big fan of that, you know. Like it just, I just felt like we were playing a lot of games at one time. We had when we had Davidson, they were the third game in six days when we played them down there, and mm-hmm. and that was not easy and then we played four out of five on the road and that was not easy and so you know I think the new format affected and domino affected a lot of things that maybe wasn't taken into consideration when we when this was thought out I want to ask about the sort of finality of this obviously the goal is to win the Atlantic 10 tournament that is obvious but has it hit you yet that you know there's a chance that with this amazing group of players that won the Atlantic 10 title and have won 80 games with this program, averaging 20 wins a season. Has it hit you at all yet that this might be, you know, the last time that you see them or they step on the floor as a Fordham Ram? I don't look at it like that. You know, I mean, I, I talk to them about this. It's a one and done, we're at a one and done situation right now. Um, and so, you know, I just kind of just take every day for what it is and make the most of every day. It's always been my it's always been my philosophy anyway. It's kind of the way I live my life, just take one day at a time. Um, I just want to soak up every minute with this group and then, you know, let the chips fall where they may. So right now we're just taking a day-to-day approach to things. In the second round of the Atlantic 10 tournament, if, of course, you were to get by Davidson, in all likelihood you would be playing St. Louis. Now, I did the game against St. Louis. I went up. I went over there. It was not the best game. They shot the lights out. What would you guys do differently to shut them down? They're a high-powered team, obviously. Excuse me, James. I just threw up in my mouth talking about the St. Louis game. So <laughs> sorry about that. I'm uh, sorry for no. bringing it up. No. Um, it was a game, when you say what would we do well, like start off by playing some defense. You know, like 
offense takes care of itself, but to us, everything begins and ends with defense, and we played absolutely no defense. And so for me, the biggest thing would be to make sure that we're all on the same page of what we're doing defensively. And, uh, you know, I think our kids would welcome that opportunity, but first and foremost, we've got to take care of business on Sunday. Now, since this is an annual trip, or if you were to win, I don't want to get ahead of uh, myself, if you were to go down to Richmond, is there any – sort of annual traditions that you have kept with your team? You know, since you go down every year, is there a certain place you eat, a certain place you stay every year down at Richmond, or is it just different every time? Um, Typically we stay at the Richmond Marriott. There's a couple host hotels, and that's typically where we stay. I mean, where we eat can kind of fluctuate depending on what what time our shooting practice is, so there's a lot of variables to be taken in consideration. And, um I don't get too caught up in all of that, you know, because there's so many things we don't have control of. What's our shoot-around time? You know, what's our game time? And so a lot of that will dictate, you know, all those other things you, you mentioned. And last question, Coach. With all that's happened this year in the regular season, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, the crazy games that you have had, what's been your favorite moment of the regular season this year? You know, there's been a lot of good moments, obviously, that double overtime game at home, you know, against Albany. But, that, I mean, the Dayton win, just playing the right way. Probably the Dayton win just because I thought we played the right way against a really good team. Um, the fact that we have 20 wins with the schedule we played and with the obstacles we faced is an amazing tribute to this team. So I just feel this team is peaking at the right time, and I'm excited what we have ahead of us. Coach, thank you as always. and. Hopefully the next time we talk, we'll be talking about a championship. Coach, good luck. Hopefully everybody comes out, supports us on Sunday, 2 o'clock. Go Rams. And that will do it for this edition of the Stephanie Gately Show, which is a production of WFUV Sports. The executive producer of WFUV Sports is Bob Ahrens, our producer engineer of today's show, has been Dan DiOrio. Please tune in this Sunday at 2 o'clock for Fordham Atlantic 10 tournament opener against the Davidson Wildcats only on WFUVsports.org. The pregame show starts at 1.55. My name is James Cargan. This is a show, the Stephanie Gately Show, has been a production of WFUV Sports. We'll see you soon.